Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Nobby Burton. Nobby Burton. Nobby Sunspell. Two for 150. <laughs> Celtic overcome a potentially tricky early tie at Pataudry. We'll be discussing that and all the transfer rumours on this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host Jamie, I'm joined by Stephen. Hello. And Melly. Yes. That was a potentially tricky tie for Celtic. The pitch was in terrible condition. It was never going to be a beauty contest with Barry Robson's Aberdeen. <laughs> um, but we overcame it. Yeah, it's a tricky fixture to go to, especially this early on in the season, but also this early on in Brendan Rodgers' reign. We've seen... Ange Postacoglu got a big win up at Pataudry after his fourth uh, away game in the league and it just felt like Celtic needed to get a win that day. This one, if it had went 2-2, you'd probably thought, oh, do you know what, in the balance of play, that's all right. But Celtic managed to get a victory there when they weren't at their best. There was a lot of questions asked to Celtic. Aberdeen, to be fair to them, like Ross County actually went at Celtic and they did put Celtic on the back foot for parts of it, but we came out with a win and it's just ticked off one of those games early on, which is a nice one to tick off early on in the season because it is going to be one of our big tests this season. Oh yeah, big win. I, I, I had misgivings about the performance itself, which we'll probably get into. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't the sparkling Celtic that we know and love. It was. I think we're still waiting for that sort of definitive I'm back baby mm. performance from Brendan Rodgers, but it was a really important win to get because... For a wee while, in the first half, with things not going particularly well, some selections, that oh, Hatati was on the bench again, so the, the midfield wasn't quite working. For a wee while in the first half, it felt like it might have the potential to be one of those quite sticky, quite stodgy Sunday afternoon games out of nowhere, aside from all the form and all that, out of nowhere, where it just doesn't quite click, it doesn't go well. When Aberdeen equalised, I thought, oh, here we go. This is We're going to see what Celtic are made of here. And in fairness, it was only, what, four minutes or something like that until they went back in front. And eventually, a 3-1 is, you know, by any standards, a, a fairly comfortable win in the end. But there were problems with the, the performance itself. I don't want to start us off on a downer here. Yes. I think it's very important to acknowledge that Celtic deserve huge credit for digging in because it was challenging. Aberdeen were right up for it, pressed the life out of Celtic and consistently, that's the one of the most consistent, fairly aggressive presses I've seen domestically against Celtic for, for a good while. Pitch, as you've already said, was uh, long. It, it was one of those sneaky ones because you, normally when we complain about the pitch, it's because of what it looks like. So you look at it and think it's all patchy, it's all, there's like sand on it and all that, and you think that pitch is a disgrace. But that looked fine. When it, the build-up was happening on, on Sky, you, you had to look at the pitch and thought, right, that looks looks like it's good conditions for the football today. But You could tell with the aye, players, they were yeah. struggling to get, even the Aberdeen players, they're running onto the ball yes. and sort of getting caught under them aye. a wee bit. But I think Brendan after the game described it as, it was like playing a game on snow. It was Aberdeen's, right. it was Aberdeen's first home game, so they obviously just left the pitch. Aye. They just let it grow. Forgot. Aye, okay. they, for, they, yeah. they forgot. They mixed it up. I, I know we're saying like that Brendan Rodgers hasn't really kicked into action yet. We're not really getting this Celtic kicking into action. You wouldn't really expect it until he starts bringing in a few more players, a few yeah. more of his own players. But I, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to do a disservice to some of the guys that have performed really well. Matt O'Reilly started oh, the yeah, season brilliant. brilliantly. Yeah, he's been best player. Him and Kyogo have been the main men, haven't they? And, Kind of thought after last season, Matt O'Reilly, when he got the goals towards the end of the season, maybe this is the season where he kicks on and there's that easy comparison to make with Brendan Rodgers, Stuart Armstrong and you think similar type players. Mm. So I think he has taken this up to a new level this season. I think maybe that 
leadership in there. He's grown as a player, I feel, and I think he's he's underrated last season. I think we spoke about it last week about his numbers, but the game at the weekend there, it's just he's shone above all the other midfielders at Celtic. And when Cal McGregor's one of the other midfielders and you're putting in a better performance than him, then it must be a good performance. So I think this could be a season. Early signs are really good, but if he can just kick on that bit now that he's adding goals to his game, his all-round play is great. Enjoy the last season of Matt O'Reilly at Celtic. Is that <laughs> we what we're saying? Want to we want to <laughs> no, although he's, I think he's going to be massive this season, regardless of what happens at the end of it. I think he's going to be a major player. I know it's early days. It's only a couple of games, but what we saw last season from Matt O'Reilly, as you already said, some some good performances from him, especially when he filled in from Callum, from Callum McGregor in that position, played a little bit in the Champions League there, acquitted himself very well. What game he was, was it? He won sort of player of the... He won some sort uh, of Champions League award in one of the games? Was that against, Real Madrid? Yeah, it was Real Madrid, wasn't yeah. it? I think so, yeah, some, some sort of award. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't man of the match, I, but it was along those lines. I, some, some along those lines, but you look at the... He was he had the highest assists in the league yeah. last season. He had he created the most big chances going mm. on the stats. So if you add goals to that, it's going to be a, he's going to be a pretty unstoppable force because last season... That was the major complaint, wasn't it? He doesn't score enough goals. It took him close to 40 appearances last season to get to two goals. Yeah, and now he's, he's done it. January or February? Uh, yeah, it was 35 or so. On his 35th appearance, he scored his first goal of last season and then it took him a couple more games to get to two. He's already done that so far this season in two appearances. So needless to say, that is an improvement yeah. <laughs> numerically. That is definitely a, a, an uptick from, from last year. It's but not I think an opinion, it's just counting. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes it is. So um, I'm expecting big things from Matt O'Reilly because he's been here a long time now he's seen changes he's seen some of the teammates that come in around the same time as him come and go he's still there he's becoming more he's still a young player relatively but he's becoming a more sort of senior presence yeah. the, the more players leave out from under him Jota's gone Starfield's gone so guys that he came around the same time Juranovic is gone so he's sort of he's been promoted through the ranks of the Celtic team and he's it's you know, to all intents and purposes, his midfield, if Callum McGregor is going to be at the base of it again, he is definitely one of the first names on the team sheet ahead of him. I mean, he's a great player and he was speaking to Celtic TV after the game. He says Brendan sort of tweaked his role a wee bit and the game's happening a wee bit in front of him. It's given him a chance to see more of the game, run out of the game, time his runs a wee bit better. But I think the main thing about Matt O'Reilly is he, he burst on at the scene and he was a brilliant player and then he had a sort of sticky patch last season where as Stephen said he played at the base of midfield and he did well and as the season went on you were kind of waiting for Matt O'Reilly to kick back into gear and it could just be a case of that Brendan Rodgers really spotted something in him and he's sort of thriving under this Brendan Rodgers environment Yeah, like the way Ange Postacoglu plays is kind of u- unique I don't think we'll get many managers playing like that so Brendan Rodgers may be a wee bit more traditional with the way he plays his, his midfielders and it, does make it a wee bit easier for him but where Angie would often find himself sort of out wide on the touchline receiving the ball but he's not seeming to do that he's runs into the box are a bit more calculated maybe this mm. season and maybe he's got a bit more free reign to do that but I think uh, when you watch him play there's not much better than seeing him get get on the ball but the way he wins the ball back as yeah, well yeah. is ex- exceptional he's for a guy that can do a bit of everything in there you always think mm, it's just going to be average, but he does it all pretty well. And if he's pushing on this season, his performances are up and his goal ratio is up. And we're going to kind of see a complete midfielder. And with Cal McGregor sitting deeper and Hattati's future is unclear, we really need somebody to step up in there. And Matt, I think this could be Matt O'Reilly's time. How much time do you think Brendan Rodgers is going to need to get this moulded into the way he wants to play? And Melly said something that I've been thinking about as well. He's talking about how. Ange played a very particular way and it seems for the first time in, in what I can remember there's so much focus on a new tactical style from an incoming Celtic manager that is we've seen we've been doing this podcast what eight seasons now so what, how many managers have we seen come and go I, there's been uh, five or, five or something I can't remember until Ange arrived there's been very little discussion about tactically what's going to be different but now everyone's like right let's look at this Brendan Rodgers team how does it differ what are the fullbacks doing what, what's oh look Kyogo's doing something different what's Matt O'Reilly doing there's so much tactical focus on how Brendan's going to approach this game I can foresee a situation where people getting a wee bit impatient, you know, mm. like when are we going to see the real Brendan? When are we going to see it? And it will come. It will come with the signings and it will come with the transfers. But in the, the sort of short term, it's you're sort of to see this grassroots of it, aren't you? You're seeing 
the fullbacks have been asked to do something different. Kyogo's position and the way he plays has changed quite a lot. You discussed that in the Breakfast of Champions, and now Matt O'Reilly's role's changed a wee bit. And Callum McGregor's another one that yeah. we've been discussing. <laughs> I, th- I suppose that this is why I'm being quite patient with the performances so far. The performances so far, it's only two games, but neither of them have been great, but that's not to make any lasting judgments about the direction of the club. We're just, I mean, this is a weekly podcast. We just talk about the games that have just mm-hmm. happened and the, the news surrounding the club. So I'm being quite patient with it just now because, yes, it, it's quite unique, Brendan Rodgers coming in to a uh, treble winning team from last season and and just trying to tweak that from there. But that's not always necessarily how it works. It's not really just a case of, right, that team are really good, change nothing and just continue the way it goes. Otherwise, you wouldn't bring in Brendan Rodgers, you wouldn't pay him whatever he's been paid. I mean, presumably quite a bit. Look, Loves look, a pound note. Does but, Brendan but the look at that, look at that suit he's wearing. Uh, yes, yes, uh, exactly. So he's looking, looking a million bucks and he'll be paid significantly more than that over the course <laughs> of a year. So uh, I, I don't think it's just a case of, right, there's nothing worth changing because... A team like Celtic, we're always in some sort of flux. There's always players coming and going, so it will take a bit of time. There are some some weaknesses in there that are starting to become apparent. The weaknesses that probably weren't there before because of the... You better not be talking about David Turnbull well, again. Well, and the, the shit we copped last week. I know, the hate for uh, David Turnbull. No, not, not necessarily. Welcome but, aboard now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's weird how scoring a goal or two doesn't necessarily change everything you've ever learned about mm. a player over the course of three years. But no, I'm not necessarily talking about Turnbull, but the the slight changes in setup. I mean, it's not it's nothing it's nothing drastic, but there are slightly different changes. I was watching Callum McGregor and he struggled against Aberdeen. It was one of the worst games I've I've seen him have for quite a while. He's normally so reliable, and it's guys like him and guys like Greg Taylor who. I've I've never even really considered for three years now probably I've never considered left back that much of a priority that much of an issue mm-hmm. because Greg Taylor has been so reliable but the the things around these guys are changing quite a bit and it will take time to get used to because I look at Callum McGregor's role at the base of that midfield he's he's had the two best seasons of his career under Ange and that's that's over now we've got a new manager but you need to remember the circumstances of that were that the fullbacks inverted and formed a sort of almost like an, a se- separate three-man mm. midfield with the, the midfielders in there, Cal McGregor in the centre of it. But that was with like Juranovic and Taylor playing out of his skin and now Alistair Johnson, who's brilliant. Those those have kind of been taken, the, the rug's been pulled away from Cal McGregor. Isolated, yeah, a wee, a wee bit. We're looking very open just mm. now. But these are things that are going to get worked on. That is, it's very early days. These are things that are going to get worked on, not only in terms of the, the personnel just now and just getting the... The beliefs of Brendan Rodgers get that get that Ange stuff out your head <laughs> and get get Brendan Rodgers you know, set up fully installed. But in terms of personnel as well, the team's going to change. The team's going to change a lot. Not only this summer, we hope, but in the next couple of windows, Brendan Rodgers has guaranteed yeah. that he's going to be here for the next three years. So <laughs> so a lot will change. We're only two games into this revolution. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how it's playing out there now because it, it seems like a team sort of caught between two tactical styles and I'm just not quite sure about what we're doing yet and I, I'm not, I don't think the players aren't sure I just don't think it's came off yet and when you look at the players out in the pitch apart from Novotsky it's it's a team built for Ange isn't it it's yeah, players yeah. like Greg Taylor who was never really a Celtic player until he found this place in it same with Anthony Ralston they, they all get built into this Ange team Cal McGregor flourished when he got moved to that number 6 position when Scott Brown left so this is all Ange and the one player that stood out apart from O'Reilly and Kyogo was Novotsky because he was exceptional I thought watching being at the game the amount of tackles he won the way he brings it out the the way he can put his leg across and just take the ball away for players, I think when we get a couple more guys in like that that are Brendan Rodgers players... Do you players, think he was responsible for a goal, though? I mean, there's could have done better, couldn't he have? Yeah, those wee aspects of the game, but I think with Celtic right now, because we are in that transition, everybody looks a bit all over the place when we lose the ball, like Callum McGregor, like even it's affecting Cameron Carter-Vickers a bit. The, the thing with Novotsky is, is that even though he's not been here a long time, ah, you guys, probably nobody expected Cameron Carter-Vickers not to deal yes, with that ball. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I can understand why people would think it would switch off because he's been the most reliable centre-half I've seen at Celtic. He just doesn't deal with it. Again, we're forgetting that he's only played, what, a game and a half uh, before this. So a wee bit of rust from him. But Novotsky maybe should have been a wee bit sharper, but I think that one's more on Cameron Carter-Vickers. So we just... I think we need a couple more players to come in, right, like Novotsky, that we can sort of mould into a Brendan Rodgers team because we're trying to reshape it, but 
we're reshaping it with the same type of players and it's kind of square pegs and round holes with the, the full backs and the wide players as well. I just don't think down the two flanks we're we've got it sorted yet. right okay I'm going to I'm going to play a bit of a dick advocate here oh, as we call it right. in this podcast right because there's part of me sitting here listening going oh this is all very well and good you know we're a team in transition we're this we're that we're... are we though I mean take the Navrotsky right we knew we knew Starfield was leaving he was linked with clubs as early as February yeah, right that's right so why are we now playing a centre half who's only played one and a half games and he's still learning things and he's missed the warm weather training camp? They've only had two games this season. No, Melly, we've not. We had a full pre-season. We had some some friendlies. And what the what what? Well, there's not I. The point is they could have brought him in earlier, or they should have been working to bring these replacements in earlier. Because you, you sort you're sort of gambling just now, aren't you? You start the season in transition. Whereas, is there an option to start the season in less transition? Could we have got these players a wee bit in earlier? I mean, right now, we're all looking at this team, and me personally, I'm looking at it and it's screaming to me signings. It's screaming to me Brendan yeah. Rodgers type players. It's looking, you said square pegs and round holes. I'm looking at Greg Taylor thinking, I like Greg Taylor. We all like Greg Taylor yeah. on this podcast. He was brilliant last year. But if you're asking him to do something different, and he's no your guy, you need to get yourself a fullback. And we have got a very, very difficult start to the season. Now, this isn't negativity. This is me just putting Paul an alternative point of view. We've got Aberdeen away. We've got Rangers. We've got Champions League games. We've got Command. We've got difficult, tricky ties coming up. And we're sitting here going, aye, well, aye, well, a couple of weeks, this will all be pulled together. This will all be great. And I just wonder if there's more that could have been done to get players in quicker, more that could have been done to get this team a wee bit up to speed, particularly when you're looking at positions that you knew were going. I think this notion that Starfelt left to because his partner who was a, a women's day. I, I'm not saying on the amount of a level of disrespect I just think it's so cringe it's big incel energy seeing people moan about this sort of thing on the internet right This, it, I think it probably happened the other way about if, I'm, if, if it was related at all because Starfelt's transfer was way more complicated way more money and probably took more time to plan right and he was being linked by Fabrizio Romano in February so Clubs wanted him in February, Celtic knew he was probably going in the yeah. summer. That's the model. We probably could have worked a wee bit harder to get a player in earlier. So I just wonder if we're sort of gambling here a wee bit. I just wonder if we're taking chances when we sort of needn't be taking chances, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do agree that ideally, we always say this, we want, mm. I mean, well, it's not, in fairness, it's not just us. Managers always say they want signings in early. But yeah. as the point I've been trying to console myself with uh, all summer is that these greater so the the bigger ponds that we're trying to fish in now, the bigger markets that we're trying to shop in, probably just takes longer. Mm. Yeah, we could go out and probably get another several players from lesser leagues from lesser teams, but people would probably complain about that as well. Do you, do you get the stuff branded around the bit or more projects FFS mm. across all the forums and all that? But we're we're what we're really looking for. If you put a name on it, we're looking for marquee signings, aren't we? That's yeah. what we're kind of looking no, for. Well, not at necessarily. This stage. That's we are. We are looking for a bit of that. We're looking for a bit of money to get spent. Yeah. But what I'm really saying is whether it, I'm not really talking about negative fan opinion. I'm not talking about projects. What I'm talking about here is. Brendan Rodgers players if Brendan Rodgers has assessed the team and boy oh boy he said he watched every Celtic game last year and he's well well aware of the team and who can perform where and how they can perform Brendan Rodgers knows Greg Taylor can't be the left back that he wants them to be so we need to try and get one in early Brendan Rodgers and the club knew that Starfelt was on the way out we need to get these guys in a wee bit earlier now We've won both games, yeah, and Rangers have it right. So we're we're, all, we're already sitting pretty the top league with yeah. with a lead that could be you know become crucial at the end of the season. All I'm doing is looking at this, going, I do wonder if we're sort of, I, I do wonder if we need to be watching a team quite so in transition just now. If more could have been done behind the scenes to get guys in, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think the club are doing everything, but at the same time. I mean, we Rod can't sit on a fans podcast and go. The club are doing everything. Everything's fantastic. No, of we give us nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, and uh, Peter Law's back, so it's all down to that as well. And <laughs> the bogeyman. When uh, you're looking at it, it's the most successful team that a manager's ever inherited at Celtic. So surgery wasn't required, but then Jota leaving, you think mm. oh, we need to bring players in, and the injury to Tilio as well, and then a couple of wee injuries here and there. The squad look, maybe looks a wee bit thin, but it it does take a wee bit longer. We are. We all forget like how Ange Postacoglu's team looked when he first came here. By this time, we hadn't signed Jakimakis. I don't know even know if we'd signed Juranovic. We hadn't signed Jota, mm -hmm. Cameron Carter-Vickers. All guys that played near enough every single game or featured in every game that they were available for. So 
these things start to take shape and it's always harder when a manager comes in in his first season because they are ass assessing a squad. Yes, you can watch all the games you want, but until you go out and say, I want you to play like this and see these players in action, it's difficult to see, right, can he do that until maybe January? And look, well, I said last week, the, the transfer targets won't dramatically change, but Celtic are being gearing towards a system that Andrew's been playing. Players can fit in, but now they need to change the way the fullbacks play, probably they need to change the way the wingers play to get different players in. So we're having to look for that. And if we are trying to go up market a bit and shop for better players, because look, a lot of these players are very good players, but if we're wanting to push on in Europe... We need to try and find better than that and there's no need to rush that right now. I mean, Brendan Rodgers, if he was sitting here, would say, oh, you podcast nerd. <laughs> like, what do you know? I'm okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm winning football games here and building a squad. You need to give me a bit of time. Yeah, and I think that he will get that. He will definitely deserve that. I mean, I, I was even, you were saying we should have got players in earlier and I'm sitting here talking about three years from now. <laughs> we'll, don't worry, we'll be fine. We're fine in 2027 or whatever. So, uh, so I... I it will get time and as I say it's not just it's a combination of needing new players in plus just adjusting I mean you spin that back a few years we never would have thought that Greg Taylor could have performed the role he did he, mm -hmm. he, he wasn't signed as that he was signed as a pretty good sort of fairly solidly defensive left back for Steve Clark's team he went into Neil Lennon's team it took him a while to get going but then he became like a revelation in this sort of in, inverting and very advanced guy playing through balls you know, setting off attacks playing in a sort of just off of a number 10 role at times. You would never believe for a single second when he signed he could have become that. So maybe he can be sort of reverse engineered back into a left back. <laughs> right? Who knows? But it's going to take time to establish all of these things. It is, again, I, I do feel like I'm making excuses and I'm, I'm, only, I'm saying it's only two games in, but that is the reality of it. It took Ange a good while to get going. Oh, well, in his, January, February uh, even. Yeah, I mean, look, look, we've said it so many times, and it just becomes part of the part of the history of that, or part of the the sort of incredible story of that season. Mm -hmm. The first season under Rangers that they were terrible. It first lost three of the first six games, or whatever it was. So it will it will take a bit of time. I know Brendan Rodgers. I think if Brendan Rodgers had never married Celtic, or in fact, if Celtic had appointed an entirely new manager, would be a lot more understanding of That's it. A but good there point. is there is that sort of familiarity with Brendan Rodgers, who is here for a long time and well, a relatively long time in management terms these days, and was very successful. I think there's a maybe even subconscious. It might not even be a conscious thing that we're doing. We might just sort of think, right, we'll do that again and yeah. hurry up about it, yeah. basically. And I think with Rodgers as well, with with the first. A stint of him we were very patient in our play but we were very good at it with this you haven't quite seen that yet Celtic aren't holding on to the ball as much we aren't recycling the play as he says it's it's a lot more direct yeah. than it was uh, and I, think I think a lot of that's to do with the pitch I ah, think a I lot think so, that was yeah. to do with the surface particularly yesterday yeah and I think it's not quite get the players to maybe do what he's wanting to do I don't see guys like a badder Maeda, those kind of players being able to retain possession. So he's adapting to what uh, he's got in front of him. And I think once he gets the players in, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see how it's going to shape up because mm. you're looking at these players and there's a lot of players, even like Hatati, you can maybe look at Brendan Rodgers and see why he's not started him because Hatati does give the ball away quite a lot, but he's always trying to make something happen. Yeah. And you can see if he's in that number 10, he needs to maybe work a bit harder, but can tell he's a quality player so it's going to be I think it will start to take shape soon and, but I don't think it will start to take shape really until maybe December, January time that's when you get the Champions League out of the way when things start to fall into place when all these injuries and all that start to happen because we're going to be as soon as it comes back in it's September it's going to be two games a week and it's just going to be ferocious so settling in like where, when Stephen was talking about with Ange it wasn't really until that 3-0 game against Rangers we had this team's arrived this is probably our best team and even then we brought in what four players in January and three of them went mm. bang straight into the team A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Public service announcement. Attention all my bearded troops out there from stubble to Maine. If you didn't already know, Manscaped now sells beard products. You heard that correctly. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming changed the game with their Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And now they're going a step further with their brand new Handyman, an electric face shaver for quick and convenient way to achieve a clean-shaven look. Whether you're going to sharpen up your neckline or give your face a smooth finish, the Handyman has got you covered. Go to manscaped.com and use code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to go from 5 o'clock shady... Yeah, baby. No one likes a weird beard. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Your face is your first impression, and your beard is your most important accessory. So make sure you have the right tool for the job with the Beard Hedger. Looking for something, dare I say, smoother? Look no further than Manscaped's new Handyman Face Shaver. Hey, Stephen. Yes, Jamie. You've got a travel size package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIMS. Hit the refresh button with Manscaped. I know this. the, the talk of this sort of period is Simons. That's what everyone's talking about. That's what you think when you look at the I want team. new toys, man. Know, yeah. wants you, but you want new toys, but you're also looking at it going, you know, could we improve on him? Could we? You're, you're looking at the team now and you're being quite ruthless and you're thinking, you're like, hmm, I could probably, Joe Hart, oh, I'm looking at you, Greg Taylor, okay, I'm looking at you, okay, we do we a better run, you know, and you're looking across. But some of the guys that have been brought in are good. Yeah. Um, I was quite interested to see how they would pan out because they were, I think Brendan might have called them club signings. I don't know if I'm attributing a false quote to him, but there was words to that effect, players that the club had been watching, but Holm looks good. Yeah. yeah. Yang, mm-hmm. I think, may end up being the surprise package of the season because he came and um pretty safe and I think my thinking here that nobody really expected an awful lot from Yang but every time he's come on he's looked really enthusiastic really dead keen to make an impression yeah and that can go one of two ways when you're you're a new attacking player I remember a bad I was a wee bit like that at first as well it can go either you come in and you contribute which you did to set up a goal for Matt O'Reilly at the weekend or it can look as if you're trying a wee bit too hard Mm. to impress a wee bit too hard to get involved look really Aggressive and keen to get, you know, keen to get in amongst it, as it were. Uh, and yet, with that, sometimes comes poor decision making. Yeah. But I mean, look at look at what he's already yeah. contributed. And guys like him and Home 
this is why I, I tend to fight back a, a wee bit against that typical moan about you know how players are only projects and all that. And I, I know it's just that kind of silly thing that people throw around out there. But what I don't like about it is it tends to be a stick to beat the club with. Look at these projects coming in. We should be signing X for the Champions mm. League and all that. These guys are in and playing and playing well already. Two games into the season, they've, they've both played at least a part. A home has anyway. Yeah. And Yang has, has set up a goal. So these guys are they're squad players already. They're not th these things that we used to sign where I will maybe hear from them in three years' time. Yeah. If not, they go out and loan to Queen's Park or something like that. That's, that's not what Celtic are doing here. But I think with Holmes' form, he's looked excellent already. He looked pretty good in pre-season, as, as much as you can take from that. But I suppose we can now seal off the box. We can close the book on Aaron Moy. I think we can... Like, there, yeah, there, there are players so far, I suppose you could point to. Starfield, we've kind of replaced, but we've not developed on because it's just a like for like mm. in there. A guy who's now the Cameron Carter-Vickers partner until... Proven otherwise, this Lagerbielka is apparently on the verge of signing, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Jota, I think we can all agree, hasn't been even addressed. No. So that that replacement hasn't come. But I, I do think that we will see home now get very similar game time to what Aaron Moy was getting yeah. last season. Maybe not starting as many games, but he, he, is, quite, he is quite young, uh, quite a bit younger than Aaron Moy. Um, I mean, I think that's a... For me, that would be... That's almost... The, the benchmark isn't it yeah. if you come in as a signing not as a young player but if you come in as a signing and you don't play as many games or contribute as many minutes as Aaron Moy did because it took him a while to get going yeah, did, yeah. he had that period and then he sort of fell out of the team again due to injury you could more or less say that's like the minimum now even though Aaron Moy did well for us yeah. I, you're sort of going if you see you know what did somebody comes in and plays six times like, or does 60 yeah. 90 minutes you're like ah oh, did it really work out for well, you well guys like that I mean it, it's shared out amongst um, substitute appearances and, and starts mm. of course but if a guy like Aaron Moy is going to play 40 42 games of a 60 game season mm. for Celtic that's kind of what we're looking for I think home will probably hit the including sub appearances if he stays fit maybe 50 or something like that if in his first I think, season I think I think he'll be involved quite a mm. lot to be honest from what I've seen of him of course it's difficult to get into this Celtic midfield but Ultimately, it's not just that starting three that'll play all the time because if you look at last season, you had O'Reilly, Hatate, McGregor and Moy and they all played at least 40 games each. Mm. It's all The minutes are, are shared out. The, the starts are probably... The, the, of course, starting games is the most coveted thing by players, but the, there will be plenty of game time for a guy like that. I enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. I think when you, you see a I think guy, he enjoyed watching himself play as well. Oh, I <laughs> A few <laughs> posts up there. Mm. Uh, edited ones as well. But I think the... <laughs> When you see him, you think, oh, he's going to be a tidy player. But it was the, the dirty side of the game that I really liked about him. He was throwing himself about a few tackles, some nice touches to take himself away from players, especially when it gets to that end part of the game where the game gets a bit frantic. But he just brought that sort of composure and sort of brought that yardage, as Stephen says, where he took us up the pitch and broke away. So really impressed by home. I think we'll see a lot of him. But Yang as well, I think with him, it's that, that enthusiasm he mm. just gets the ball and tries to take players on and a lot of players when they come into a new team will just try and play it safe he's not really caring about that he done it last week against Ross County as well I think Stephen might be sort of talking about that whereas he takes the ball and tries to cut inside and a player and he get the ball taken off him quite easily but then he just went and tried it again mm. so I'm impressed by the way he just likes to take on players because when we're looking at Celtic's two wide players we don't really have that right now they're two players that have their own skill set, but they're not guys that are willing to run at players and their main things to try and take them on. So if he can do that and magic feet for the goal as well. So it was good to see him getting the assist. And when you watch it from afar, he's right into the celebration as soon as he gets it. So he's got that sort of first assist. He's got something to really cling on to there and push on now, because if I'm looking at the two wide players, I think there's a space there for somebody to take. Look, I wasn't impressed with them again. Just on this home thing, just uh, we need to address it. We don't do that here, okay? That's that that, no, that Instagram post was too Cantwell. <laughs> that was that, that was, was wasn't it? that was right up TikTok Todd Street. You <laughs> nah. come on, you play twenty odd minutes. It was a good. Th you did a bit of skill. You beat, but that doesn't make the highlight reel, okay? You just you just get the head down, and that's business as usual for you. That's what you do every week. You don't need that. Doesn't make the highlight reel. Who do you think frantically phoned them or text them? Several Somebody people because it, it came down or it got edited. I think <laughs> it did. I think. In my head, I'm picturing Callum McGregor. Right, yeah. Screenshotting it going, we don't do this here. Yes. We don't do that here. I'm just imagining, remember, uh, Moy was accused of disgracing Jockstein <laughs> that time. He was yeah. sitting on his phone in the stands during the COVID season by Paul Lambert. Paul Lambert actually said Moy that. Moy Elianusi. Uh, yes. 
That, yeah, the, I thought you were going to say something about that. Moy you know, say was was accused of Not that. Not Moy as well. I like to I like to think that uh, yes, that very similar standards were applied there. I'd like don't, to think he didn't even have McGregor's number. He just got a WhatsApp for a number he'd not yet saved yet, and he's like, "Who's this?" And it's just Callum McGregor. Uh, uh, Callum here. That comes down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, what I was going to say there about Yang is that I'm not comparing the the two of them or the, their pedigrees at all, but Jota looked a bit like that in his first couple of games. Mm-hmm. I remember his debut was at home to Ross County or something so like that. So did Cristiano Ronaldo when he first yeah. joined Man U. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Couple I'm of right there. Um, yeah, 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 but Jota, I remember his debut, he was all full of step overs and shooting wildly for mm. all over the place. Just dead keen to impress. And it's, it's a pattern we see with these kind of younger attacking players. They're dead keen to make a mark. And he has done to an extent already. So that, that'll that get ironed out. His decision making will get much much better with, with experience. So yeah, I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from him so far. The the two of them impressed, but the, another thing is, look, Celtic were sort of down to the bare bones with Rio Hitati having to go back off, Stephen Welsh having to come on. But... Brendan Rodgers had faith in these guys at Pataudry, so you can go, well, club signings, but he had James Forrest there that he could have brought on. Yeah. He had guys like Awata who have been at Celtic and a bit longer than the tooth than these guys, but he chose to put these guys on who have been brought in recently at one of the toughest away games, and two of them flourished and really got Celtic over the line in that game. Not even, I think the rest of the team was getting Celtic over the line. They pushed them beyond that and managed to get that third goal. So I think it was really... It really gave me something that, do you know what, while I'm still looking for signings, these guys I wasn't expecting too much of. I'm I'm happy with them now. What do you do with Leo Van? Leo Labada. How do you solve that problem? Because his, his killer instinct for goal, he can sniff out goals, he's, he's a threat in the box, but his final ball's not good enough. We just need to admit it. His decision making's terrible it's as well. It's so bad. It's, it's this old thing we just not discovered, but we were talking about last season, how with time on the ball, when he has to make a decision... It, it falls flat. But when he reacts, he can stick it in the back of the net. Yeah, and we were hoping to see a bit of improvement in his all-round game. I think towards the end of last season, he lost his place. And then when he did come back in, he was trying step-overs, trying to take players on. But it just doesn't happen for him in that way. And I think with Brendan Rodgers coming in, we thought, right, maybe the comparison to Scott Sinclair, where he's that sort of inside forward and he's not having to go on the outside. But then he gets the goal Fair enough, but it's from a set piece. Celtic mm. didn't really create too much bar getting the goal for the set piece and then Kyogo's goals from a stake. And when you're looking for creativity, you're looking for that central midfield. I thought that was okay part when Turnbull went off, but the wide players in both games, I think, have been disappointing. Now, Maeda's got an assist here. Abada got an assist last week and he's got a goal this week, but the rest the rest of our all-round play isn't good enough for wide players and mm. Celtic will come unstuck if we get clogged up in the centre midfield and we're relying on these guys to create for us. So we need to be doing better out there. And when Abada gets the ball and cuts inside rather than lays it to Kyogo, that could be that moment in the game where if Celtic draw two each, you go, that was a yeah, glorious was chance. Man. He cuts inside and just a weak left-footed shot in at the keeper when pass that to Kyogo and it's 99%, that's a goal. Mm. So it, it needs to be more ruthless, but all-round play has to improve and I'm still not sold on it. If he wasn't good enough last season, then having him in this season and he's not really stepped up enough for me in the two games. To this say. is this is what I mean. As, as the games go on, Stephen, you start to look about everyone's position. You start to think the transfer window's still open. You start to go, God, we could actually improve on, on quite a lot of these guys. I think there is definite, there's quite a lot of work needing done. I think it's because when we won the treble last season, obviously that's an amazing achievement. But I think the the the, the next frontier was always going to be the Champions League. So mm. I think I think a lot of the focus has gone on to that. And Brendan Rodgers even acknowledged that when he came into the club was that the focus was going to be, or not so much the focus, but there's obviously an eye on the Champions League because that's where Celtic need to be much better. We've all heard the tedious stats about Celtic's last twenty years in Europe, having not won a knockout a knockout tie and all that kind of stuff qualified for the last 16 a couple of times yet, but overall Europe hasn't been good enough so bringing Brendan Rodgers back brings with it certain expectations that we're going to push on to do that and when you look at the squad now yeah it's absolutely brilliant domestically but I think you're Two things can be true at once you can say that well, this is a really good Celtic team but is it good enough for the Champions League is 
bear in mind we're in trans- transition, but the way they played against Aberdeen, is that going to be brutally exposed oh, in the Champions League? We, we can't afford to go and play like that in the Champions League game because we'll be absolutely carved open. So again, I expect things will change hugely in the coming weeks, months, whatever. But I, I think it's I think it's all right to look at that a performance like that and think we need a lot of work done if we're going to not get embarrassed in the Champions League. Does this make a mark in the Champions League thing? For me, I mean, it means everything to everyday different things. People want to mean like leave the group. People want to see us just beat one big team. All I want to see for Celtic in the Champions League is a team that looks like it belongs there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what you want. And uh, I thought you were going to say, "Don't get pumped." Well, well, that, well that's kind of the same thing, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know, do you know it's what a mean? less crass way of saying that, <laughs> yeah. yes, isn't it? Uh, it's just that thing. Exactly. <laughs> you just want to see a team and players uh, that look like they belong there. And right now, you're sort of looking at this squad, and you're going, and uh, you don't want to turn the podcast into a downer every week. This is the <laughs> second one, and uh, I can already like I, my job here is to guide the podcast to the way it's supposed to go. And I'm all like, "Well, we're back to this thing about he's not good enough, he's not good enough, he's not good enough," but. That's what you get when it's a team in transition and we're linked every week now with new players and the the transfer rumours are coming thick and fast. And the latest one was Ryan Fraser. Oh yeah. From from Newcastle. And that's the response that everyone gets <laughs> yeah. when, when, when you're linked with him. That was quite tame compared to some of the stuff Aye. we see online about the potential of signing Ryan Fraser. I mean he's fallen out with Eddie Howe. I, Again, I, I, again, I don't. He's also he's not the second manager or something. He's fallen out with. Well, it was Eddie Howe that did he know bin him from Bournemouth I, after they. Pretty sure he it felt was, it was Steve Clark as well because of the COVID extension. He refused to play oh, the, yeah, yeah. the games for Bournemouth because he was going to be a free transfer and they didn't want to get injured, so he didn't play. And Bournemouth went down that season. Didn't they? Oh wow! Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. Then your next manager turns up. Would you take him? Oh, nah. Well. It, to, you know, interest of balance here. Ryan Fraser is a good player. I think. Mm. I think he is. I mean, we don't need balance. It's fine. This yeah, is. <laughs> the, the, he is a good player. I don't want to get caught up in there. I just completely dismissing it. It would be massively underwhelming if that was the guy. But if you, I mean, he must be, be on what 50, 60, would be more than that. You guys, seventy, I reckon, close to probably. It would be unavoidable though to lose Jota in the same window and bring Ryan Fraser in, and, and not for that to be the comparison made. Yeah. You couldn't avoid that. Ryan Fraser is a good player, but we're quite a long way on from that season. He had an amazing season for Bournemouth where he and Callum Wilson yeah. broke records for mm. setting each other up for goals. So the goals and assists combined between the two of them broke the Premier League record at the time. But on from that, to be honest, and his career has fallen off a cliff. He barely plays. He's not played any football for ages. Became a bit of a Scotland regular at one point. But really, I, he's I'd expect for a lifeboat, and he's looking for rescue out there, isn't he? I mean, not. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Celtic have done that in the past. We've discussed that so many times. We we wear that for Scott Sinclair. We wear mm. that for Chris Sutton. We've, we've been that for several players over the years. But it would be greatly underwhelming. I'm not interested in it at all. I don't. As much as I, I started this by saying in the interest of balance, personally, I'm not interested in it. Mm. I, do, I just think it's worthy of discussion rather than just saying nah, pish, move on. I think it would be very unimaginative, very uninspiring to bring in Ryan Fraser for that. But look, I think he would be a decent player for Celtic. I don't think he'd be terrible because he knows the league, all that sort mm. of stuff. He, he's been here before, but I, I, I have no interest in it for his age profile had the salary would probably you know command not we can interested do better, can't we Aye. Uh, he might turn out to be good but when you just hear the Ryan Fraser Celtic his age you just think that's the potential to be a really poor signing that we could be potentially stuck with for a couple of seasons and when guys like Sinclair and Sutton and all that who we have rescued as you say they were younger than him coming Aye. in and all that I mean, and even just... Burke I mean the, the Ryan Fraser thing sort of Reminds me of that Burke signing as well. You got a text saying that Ryan Fraser is the next Ollie Burke. Did you get? Yeah. Did you get that? I can't, that's the, but wasn't it me that sent you that? Text? No, no. <laughs> and see, see me picking out those names. I'm I'm being charitable there. Those are the good ones. Yeah. I mean, mm. think of all the players that Celtic have picked up at that stage of their career, and it hasn't worked. Out. I mean, most recently James McCarthy, disastrous yeah. signing. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that Celtic Still have been, find him. yeah, he's oh, <laughs> a part of it. He's a personality <laughs> hire. If it wasn't for the fact that Celtic had been immensely successful in the in the couple of years he's been here, that would be getting talked about as the absolute mm. catastrophic disaster of a signing. Did it is five year deal. Four, four, four year deal. Yeah. Over egg it, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was five a, year deal would be a, ridiculous. It was, a, it was a nice, sensible balance. Four year deal, we gave him 13 year. appearances or whatever it is. So, yeah, w- uh, again, as a, as much as I like throwing around those names, I bet remember we rescued Chris Sutton and Scott Sinclair. Mm. There have been countless for every one of those two, there's probably 10 absolute nightmares we've had over the years. Yeah, and you, you like to think Celtic are doing things in the right way, 
and it seems to be if they if they brought in Ryan Fraser, they'd kind of be binning a lot ah, of that, yeah, wouldn't yeah. they? Well, going for guys like Carter Vickers, Jota, or established guys like Kyogo and Starfelt, where they're just going to come in. But Ryan Fraser, you're like, right, okay, he's been available all summer, and mm. we're getting him at this stage of the season. So I just it's just that bad feeling you get about a signing. But if he did come in, you'd give him the opportunity. He has been a decent player in the past, but it just doesn't feel it. We need to be stop. We need to stop being so charitable here. Nobody wants Ryan <laughs> no, Fraser. No, absolutely not, nobody. No. You wouldn't give him a no. minute if he arrived at Celtic. Just like this guy's not no. good enough, and it would be, it would be a, a, a it would be a terrible sign. It would be I, a I sign don't know if it, I wouldn't say he's not good enough because he, he's obviously played at a high level and he is still involved with the the Newcastle squad. But he has been tra- told to train with the B team, so they're wanting shot of him. But it just doesn't seem like one that. We wait all summer for signings and he comes in. You mm. wouldn't go, ah, this is what we waited for. He also doesn't fit the profile of the sort of players that we're linked to because we're kind of, we're linked with some really esoteric signings, aren't oh, we? Right, yeah. we're, 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 it's never obvious. No. You know, we're, we're linked with uh, Lager Bielka. Yes. Um, Another who, bloody project. I uh, know. Well, he's, well, he, well, he's a, well, you're going to scout him because it's pretty much done. So you'll yeah. get the podcast coming out with the Euro expert Alex. Uh, a scouting report coming, coming President for him. Boffin yeah, Boffin, yeah, yeah. Euro Boffin, Boffin Alex yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a centre half so that's obviously a position we're looking at we're looking at Goodmanson from Lille um, and Quentin Mellon what a tremendous name, name that is name. two left fullbacks. so that's obviously a position we're looking at and we're obviously looking at wingers and I think we've, we all know by now that we pretty much want another goalkeeper or yeah. we're probably going to lose Segrist probably lose Joe Hart and we, and we need to get a goalkeeper in we've only got a couple of weeks to do it though yeah Three players in that time, but as we talked about earlier, Jackie Marcus, Carter Vickers, Jota come in on mm. deadline day. So it is difficult in your your first transfer window as a manager trying to get everything in check. But this is when players maybe start to become available or players' options dwindle down because if you're we're being realistic here, Celtic aren't going to be the main option for many players wanting to get to the top level they'll be looking at the top five leagues first won't they and they'll be trying to get mm. get there first and then if that fails they maybe see Celtic and go Do you know what maybe if I go there for a season or two I can get the move then so players will be biding their time there's a lot of money involved now as well while Celtic can maybe afford to go out and get a £9 million player a £9 million player even three four years ago the wages that come with that is just we're, went up we're, dramatically we're, we're, look we're pretty good at what we do we we can go out and spend six million thank you well, thank you uh, and Celtic <laughs> yeah. we can go out and spend six million pound and get a Jota we can go out and spend six million pound and get a Cameron and Carter Vickers five and a half million gets you Starfelt and Narovsky if you wanted though to pull off our rescue mission right oh he's going to drop a name for us yeah Kieran Tierney oh right my heart would bust we want a fullback. he is clearly not in Arteta's plans Eddie Howe's sniffer around him. He wants to take him to Liverpool, uh, take him to Newcastle. Obviously, the chat is that he wants to take him on loan, but Arsenal are not really interested in loaning him to a rival. That would have be to me. That would be a really peculiar thing to do because Arsenal and Newcastle, you would anticipate, were both fighting out for similar positions in the Premier League next year. Yeah. It would be incredibly unusual for them to loan out a fullback yeah. to to Newcastle in my opinion so he's going to need a club somewhere uh, would you take him Stephen? Had his chance mate rat <laughs> no, no, I've got a, if there's any chance of that whatsoever you do it Stephen yeah. go get the megaphone <laughs> <laughs> megaphone shagging coward the hairs no if, if there's any chance of that happening just do it worry about everything else later to be honest Kieran Tierney is a, a magnificent footballer yes it hasn't well, I mean, I was going to say it hasn't quite worked out for him, but his first couple of seasons at Arsenal were great. Won won a couple of trophies, I think. FA won Cup, the FA yeah. Cup as well. So it, it has been good. Love him. Yeah, but it's it's one of those. I mean, I suppose there might be an Arsenal podcast somewhere, not as good as us, but mm. talking along similar lines, Arsenal talking about TV, mate. Yeah, Arsenal fan, oh, Arsenal fan TV, of course, right? Not as good as us, <laughs> as I said, but. Um, They'll is that probably, the one where they all shout at each other? Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. And they all do very, very performative, like standing up and kicking over chairs and all oh. that sort of stuff. <laughs> that, that's, we're, we'll get desperate enough for that at one point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, but these, these <laughs> your, your fans might be talking along the same terms as us. So you might take a Kieran Tierney much like the same way we are talking about an Abad or mm. David Turnbull. There's nothing wrong with these players, but what, it's a constant progression. They might have just arrived at a point where... Yes, Kieran Tierney did a great job, but is there something else? If we want to win the league next year, came close last year, but we didn't quite make it. If we want to win the league next year, do we need better players in X, Y, Z position? We this, this is exactly what we are doing. We're, we're saying, yes, these guys have done a good job. 
but we, we kind of need to progress from there. So it might just have arrived at that point for Kieran Tierney. Katie, sorry. Still, just, but just to, to put a button on that, just it's still a tremendous player. He would be, but, walks uh, right in this team, doesn't yeah, he? Of course, and improves it significantly. Yeah, Greg Taylor's done a great job. We've been huge fans of him here. Bernabe, who knows? Who knows at this point? I think today, as we record this, he has finally <laughs> been done for drink driving or something. But that's, look, he's had a few problems, but I think they're they're all just sort of under the bridge now. It's just sort yeah. of water under the bridge. Brendan Rodgers spoke about that. His punishment for sleeping in was just a punishment for that. It's not it's not like being sort of spread out to uh, get him out of my club, never darken our door again. It was just one and done. Yeah, it was a punishment for for a indiscretion um, at the time. So it, I think he'll be welcomed back in. But is it going to work out for him, Bernabe? I I just don't know. That's a year now. He doesn't seem to have progressed any further when it comes to establishing himself in any way. So a long way around to say, bring Kieran Tierney well, the, in post-haste. Well, the thing is, Melly, Kieran Tierney is one of these players, if you can if you can get him, you go get him. Yeah. And if he arrives at the club and you are second-choice left-back or you're currently first-choice left-back in Greg Taylor, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, kid. Yeah. I mean, like, sorry, Bernabe. We'll, yeah. we'll find you alone, but, but this guy is now automatic first pick. Yeah, like Stephen said, I think the Arsenal, Mikel Arteta coming in and playing similar to Guardiola just moved the left back position beyond Kieran Tierney and just he's a he's an old school fullback now that just bombs on and but I've seen uh, Zinchenko in the flesh twice where Scotland v Ukraine and Ukraine Sweden at the Euros best player one of the best players I've ever seen in the flesh mm. just dictated the game absolutely brilliant so there's no no shame in taking a place taken by him and even like Timber played at left back at the weekend um, ahead of him and he's right footed I think so. Kieran Tierney's been bombed out there. I'd love him back. My heart would burst. I think it would be glorious. But when you're looking at it from Celtic and Arsenal's point of view, for Arsenal, it makes absolutely no sense. Would they not be better keeping Kieran Tierney rather than Celtic paying, what, 30 grand of their wages at most? And well, he's still got a three quarters of his wages still to pay, whereas Arsenal, that timber's just been injured. Mm-hmm. It's another player they could make. They'd rather sell him, but I don't know if there's many teams that well, can afford to buy him. So... Does it benefit them sending them to Celtic? Because what happens at the end of the season? Celtic aren't going to buy them. Celtic aren't going to afford their wages. So. Well, you know, we never know. Sometimes when it comes down to players, there's that personal connection, though. And if I, like you say, if Celtic can't afford them, Marcel, nobody wants to buy them. And he goes to, to Arteta and goes, look, if there's an option of making this Celtic thing work, I'd really like to explore it. Then the ball's... <laughs> it's up to you, Kieran. Are you ready to take a quarter of your wages? <laughs> well, it's, it's up to Celtic. Suppose Celtic can pay big wages. But Celtic are paying more money now than they were when Kieran left. And I'm yeah, not saying yeah. we can match what Kieran's no, on, no. but, you know, if Kieran Tierney, there was maybe no option of Kieran Tierney getting 40 grand a week at Celtic when he left. Now it's maybe an option. And that's half of what he's getting just now. Or a third of what he's getting now. Look, the, the money can always be sorted out, but <laughs> especially when, I, when it comes to a loan. But I just think if the option's there to go and get Kieran oh, Tierney, you, you, just, you just go and get him. And do you don't want too much winding the clock back, do you? But it kind of doesn't apply in this scenario. <laughs> a good age as well. Just imagine this. The money can always be sorted out. Celtic so getting into crypto and all that kind of stuff. Getting <laughs> <laughs> doing these doing these investment uh, uh, courses. Uh, uh, <laughs> investment courses. These charlatans sell on TikTok and all that just to get a bit, a bit of money behind us for Kieran. Don't, don't worry, Kieran's like the money didn't land last. Don't oh, we're sorting it. We're sorting it. <laughs> get some Ponzi scheme. Uh, Michael Nicholson just trying to seal the deal and he's got Peter Law locked in a cupboard somewhere <laughs> trying to stop this happening. <laughs> And on that bombshell, we will wrap up this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Thank you so much for watching. If you watched us on YouTube, please subscribe. Half the people that watch haven't subscribed yet and it doesn't cost you a bean. We'll be back next week. <laughs>